Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We don't talk much Major League Baseball on here. But in case you guys have been keeping up with the Dodgers, Trevor Bauer is in a hell of a situation right now involving an allegation against him from a woman, okay? Well, in case you haven't been keeping up, there's 22 women with allegations against Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Houston Texans. And oddly enough, I've been sitting back, I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. Roger Goodell, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Deshaun Watson has not been put on the quote-unquote commissioner's list, they call it, which is essentially a suspension without it being called suspension. You're getting benched. Now, this came about in part due to the Ray Rice fiasco. Remember that? The... uh the running back that knocked out his girlfriend on camera and the NFL came out looking pretty bad on that situation. So they came out with some personal conduct changes, the commissioner's list, all this sort of thing that can happen. Well, Deshaun Watson's under criminal investigation. He's getting the civil hell suit out of him right now. And Trevor Bauer is in a bind with the Dodgers. Well, Clay Travis came out, and he pointed something very, very interesting out about this situation. I think it's something that we have all wondered about, because I've noticed the media coverage on Deshaun Watson. And let's be honest, does anybody remember the media coverage surrounding Michael Vick? It was all anybody could talk about. ESPN, NFL Network, had people on site, okay? I think Sal Power, somebody like that, was on the scene for days. Okay, they would be sitting outside of Deshaun Watson's house right now. Ray Rice took over the took over the sports media sphere forever. It was all anybody could talk about. But Deshaun Watson, in this case, has been awkwardly silent. I mean, there's been a little coverage lately. But it certainly didn't start out that way. Very quickly, make sure you go over and check out blackandwhitenetwork.com. Three different membership levels available. Free content over there. Uh, member joint live streams with myself and John Matrix. If you're a silver member, you can jump on and visit with us during a live stream. 
Well, Clay Travis has made an interesting observation involving Deshaun Watson. And I think it's something that many of us have thought about and haven't necessarily just called called it out. But with the Trevor Bauer situation raising its head and Major League Baseball actually acting on the situation, actually taking some action, it shines even a more strange light on what the NFL is doing, what they're waiting on, what's happening involving Deshaun Watson. Is Deshaun Watson receiving privilege? Question mark. Clay Travis thinks so. Clay Travis of Outkick the Coverage believes there is a double standard when it comes to the Houston Texans quarterback and MLB star Trevor Bauer. Clay Travis, quote, Trevor Bauer was immediately suspended by Major League Baseball based on one allegation. To my knowledge, 22 different women have accused Deshaun of an action. I'm trying to clean it up for YouTube here. And the NFL still hasn't done a thing to Deshaun Watson. How is it that Trevor Bauer gets suspended immediately based off one allegation and nothing has happened to Deshaun Watson based on over 20 allegations? How can you reconcile the treatment of Trevor Bauer while also recognizing what's going on with Deshaun Watson? We got a serious case of privilege going on with Deshaun. Quarterback privilege, black privilege. (laughs) There we go. Nobody is talking about that. Deshaun Watson might be, who knows, Jeffrey Epstein or Bill Cosby of the NFL. Trevor Bauer is already suspended, and his career with the Dodgers may be over. Precedent matters. Decide what the policies are and apply them evenly, no matter the consequences. Watson had a stellar uh, three-year career at Clemson, playing for Dabo Sweeney, and the two developed a bond. It goes on to talk about the relationship there between Dabo and Deshaun. Look, I was actually a Deshaun Watson fan before all of this came out. And um, I've said before, I'll say it again, when you have a franchise quarterback, there is a difference between a franchise quarterback and a safety on your team. I don't give a damn if he's an all-pro safety. If he's Ed Reed, okay? If he's Troy Polamalu, I don't care. There is a different standard of conduct between a franchise quarterback and any other position on the field. You've got more responsibility to your team and to your organization. You are the face of the franchise. The face of the franchise. So no matter what, let's be real. If anything, Deshaun Watson, at a bare minimum, is guilty of extremely poor judgment as a person. Okay? No matter what. Even if we find out everything is was consensual, whatever. Because, dude, does it look weird that you need 22 different masseuses and what we found out after the opposition's lawyer came out? We found out it was over 40 different masseuses. That is very poor judgment. Okay? Very poor judgment. Where is Roger Goodell? What are you doing, Roger Goodell? Something serial happened here. 
Okay? Something serial. There is a serial aspect to all this in these allegations against Deshaun. There's obviously something habitual there. Something that happened over and over and over again. And Roger Goodell has done nothing. Has done nothing. And Clay Travis is bringing something so important up. I've thought about it. In the climate we're in right now, Roger Goodell is scared to do anything because Deshaun Watson is black. Let's be real. Okay, we've all thought it. Let's be real. We've all thought it. Okay, they they have not come down on Deshaun Watson because of today's current social climate. That is exactly why this man is not suspended by the NFL as of yet. They do not want the backlash, and there will be backlash. When Roger Goodell suspends him, if there is not a verdict or whatever, if he suspends him or, or, or puts him on the commissioner's list or whatever, there may be some real backlash. You may see Al Sharpton get involved. We know how this will go. They will, the media will, the mainstream media will tie Deshaun Watson to a racial aspect and I think that's why Roger Goodell has not suspended or put Deshaun Watson on the commissioner's list as of yet because of race. Let's just get the elephant out of the room, okay? It's, it is the elephant in the room without a doubt. Tell me why he's not. something hasn't been done by Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell has t- tried to be swift. Roger Goodell, word has it, hasn't even talked to Deshaun Watson. What are you doing, Commissioner? Exactly. You have a quarterback, a guy that was a damn good quarterback, a face of a franchise, the on-field CEO that's under investigation over 22 women. Roger Goodell has yet to even talk to Deshaun Watson. And I believe... Roger Goodell is running scared. Clay Travis is right. Deshaun Watson's gotten a pass because of the current social racial climate in this country. Black privilege. Let's just keep it real. He's gotten a pass. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. I just call it like I see it. I think Clay Travis is right on this one. Okay? I think it happens a lot in the last 18 months. Plain and simple. He doesn't want the backlash that it that's going to come with it inevitably from people like the, the people that lean on the left side of the agenda and the mainstream media. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for Roger Goodell. They're going to label the NFL a bunch of racists. We know how this is going to go. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, I told you guys that the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor thing is just the tip of the iceberg for ESPN. Woke ESPN showing you how virtuous they are. They're in a bunch of hot water. 
a lot of hot water. Black people are outraged with ESPN for the way they actually handled the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor thing. Now, everybody knows who went down. Uh, Rachel Nichols caught on a hot mic trashing ESPN. And some people believe that she was actually making a racist statement. I didn't believe that her statement was actually racist, but perception, I guess that's all that matters. You know, now ESPN, the dumpster fire network that they are, there is a bunch of infighting. There's attacks coming from within ESPN. Uh, apparently, Rachel Nichols and um, Maria Taylor really don't like each other very much, even though Rachel Nichols came out and made a statement about Maria Taylor. But it's clear as day they really don't care that much about each other. You also have outside forces, former ESPN employees attacking current ESPN employees. It is a complete and utter mess. And now, folks, you actually have the National Association of Black Journalists. I didn't know that this was an organization, to tell you the truth, but they are outraged with ESPN. And they are demanding a meeting with ESPN and Walt Disney. I'm talking about the big wits. I'm talking about Bob Chapek, Bob Iger, Jimmy Petiro, the president of ESPN. So, guys, let's get into this. Let's check this out on Fox News. NABJ demands ESPN Disney meeting over Rachel Nichols remark remarks lack of accountability. So. This is what it actually says. The National Association of Black Journalists, NABJ for short, demanded a meeting with Disney and ESPN amid the explosive drama between personalities Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. The NABJ accused ESPN of trying to sweep Nichols's comments heard in the leak audio recording to the New, to the New York Times under the rug and feared the ordeal could have alienated Taylor. Nichols is white and Taylor is black. This is what the NABJ actually had to say. It says here, quote, the NABJ board of directors is disturbed to learn the details of this situation and what appeared to be a lack of accountability and a desire by ESPN to provide accommodations for a white employee who mocked diversity and a well-qualified co-worker while seemingly ignoring how Taylor and others who later heard the conversation may have been affected. NABJ President Dorothy Tucker said in a press release. The silence and apparent inaction by ESPN leaders over the last year is deafening. And as a result, NABJ is requesting a meeting with Bob Iger, executive chairman at the Walt Disney Company, which owns ESPN, Bob Chapek, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, and Jimmy Patero, chairman of ESPN. The NABJ said it received a statement from ESPN, which said the company was focused on focusing on making diversity and inclusion top priorities. So at this point, does anybody really trust ESPN? I know that I don't. They just virtue signal. That's all it is. We have been telling you guys this for the longest time. The wokeness at ESPN is completely out of control. 
completely out of control. I believe the ESPN has lost all credibility. You know, they really have. They haven't really been focused on sports in a very, very long time. The ratings are in the tank. People are tuning out of ESPN. ESPN is losing a lot of money for the Walt Disney Company. I don't know what the future of ESPN is, but it's not very good. But ESPN even released a statement here. They said this. They said, we're proud to lead the sports media industry in making significant progress to develop and place diverse talent on air and in key leadership positions. And ESPN spokesperson said diversity, inclusion and equity. That marks his term are top priorities at ESPN. We recognize more work needs to be done and we will continue our commitment to creating a culture that reflects our values. Our partnership with NABJ is an integral part of that commitment. The NABJ said the statement failed to address Nichols' behavior and the fallout. You see, they saw what ESPN was doing. Nothing more than virtue signaling. Again, of course, you know, ESPN doesn't actually really want to talk about, I guess, the Rachel Nichols thing publicly because the only person that ended up getting in trouble from the whole Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor thing was a black woman. A black woman. We, we talked about this on a previous video. Kayla Johnson. She was the only one that lost a job. She was suspended for telling Maria Taylor about the video. existed, shared it with her. And then ESPN's HR suspended her. And now she's no longer with the company. I don't think this is going to work out too well for ESPN. The wokeness is so far out of control over there. I believe this is the breaking point for ESPN. The NABJ, they're not happy with ESPN. You soften that statement right there. ESPN just focus on the wokeness in there. The equity. Equity. You know, not equality. Equity, which is a Marxist term. This is nothing more than another virtue signaling statement and NABJ. They weren't having it either. But however, I will say this. I wish somebody would actually hold the statements of Jalen Rose accountable, too, because you see the wokeness is on both sides. It's not just the white people. It's also the black people. Jalen Rose, nothing happened to him when he actually said on the air now that Team USA was afraid to send an all black team to the Olympics when he was trashing Kevin Love just because Kevin Love was white. Nobody's calling for him to be held accountable, but NABJ has a problem with what Rachel Nichols said, and they want accountability over there. You see, you see the problem right there, folks. You see the problem. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, NABJ, they're coming to crash down and bring down ESPN. They want a meeting. They want accountability. But still, folks, there's still hypocrisy going on out there. They want Rachel Nichols held accountable, but not Jalen Rose. This is the problem, folks. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. 
Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Adam Silver and the NBA's continued relationship with China, as it seems Adam Silver is in no rush to back out of it. Uh, yesterday, I made a video about the NBA ratings being up about this much. And part of it is because LaChina James, LeBron James, is not in the NBA playoffs. There was a noticeable difference. However, people like me still will not watch. Chris Paul is in the NBA Finals, finally. The Phoenix Suns, a team that I like a lot. Barkley played for him back in the day. He's my favorite player. And I love the idea of one of these older veterans finally getting a ring, uh, especially somebody with a good work ethic uh, that has come up just short a few times, like Chris Paul. But I'm still not going to watch. And part of it is because of China. And honestly, the NBA ratings are still bad. They're still shitty, okay? Um, regardless of whether they're up a tick, they're still down a ton compared to 2019. Okay, so while a few people came back from LeBron, a lot of people like myself didn't come back between the Marxist BLM and uh, the NBA's relationship with China and the fact that, look, the NBA works for Nike. Let's be real. And Nike works for China. This is how this works. So uh, let's get to this article because it's from Fox News. And it talks about Adam Silver. Just He's not going to back off. Adam Silver talks about China and the league's future following the 2019-2020 firestorm. This is the whole Daryl Morey thing and the Hong Kong issue. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver addressed the league's relationship with China in a press conference Tuesday night prior to Game 1 between the Suns and the Bucks, Silver said it was important to foster relationships the league has built, but made it clear the league wasn't, quote, blessing everything the Chinese government does. you got to put, put your money where your mouth is, Adam Silver. Quote, it's hard to divorce what's happening with the NBA from larger geopolitical issues between the U.S. and China. I do think it remains important that particularly when tensions are high between governments that we foster these sports, educational, and cultural relationships, he said, via pro-basketball talk. Quote, it certainly doesn't mean that we are blessing everything that happens in China by any means. We are at, a, we are at root in an American company. No, you're not. No, you're not. And so we follow U.S. government policy. But it's still my expectation that we continue to distribute our games in China. And we can play a productive role in helping people of the United States and the people of China have a better understanding of each other. And see, we're all human beings and there we're all there's a commonality between all of us. Yeah, except they're using slave labor, dude. The firestorm around the NBA's relationship with China started last season when then Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey tweeted his support for Hong Kong protesters. The tweet kicked off controversy to start the 2019-20 season with China pulling ads showcasing the NBA preseason games in the country. 
the digital media partner of the NBA in China, Tencent, since 2009, also put a halt to showing NBA games for a period of time. Last July, the league was in the midst of another controversy, and this is the thing. When a basketball academy in China, the camp was criticized due to its proximity to the camps where the Chinese government has detained million Uyghur Muslims. Yeah. Adam Silver, good God. Prisoners there have said they have experienced their experience consisted of brainwashing and torture. Republican lawmakers led by Josh Hawley and Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee pressured Silver and the NBA to elaborate on its relationship with China. The league said last July it ended its relationship with the camp. Yeah, but the fact is you're still capitalizing off that almighty Chinese dollar. And we're seeing this in a lot of things. Hollywood, the NBA, um, they're after that Chinese dollar. They're after that Chinese buck. And look, as Americans, we are looking for a league like the NBA to come out and make a statement and end the relationship. Sever it. Okay? You, the fact is, you cannot be a pro-American company while being a pro-Chinese company. You can't do it. You, you are not capable of doing both things. All right? It's non-optional. All right? Americans that care about the fact that they're over there torturing people, and in part, we don't know what they're doing to make some of these uh, materials and, and some of these jerseys and, and Nikes and all this other stuff that's going over there. There, I mean, there's atrocities taking place, right? And never mind the other things that communist China is doing. Never mind that. Never mind, never mind how much they influenced the way things turned out in 2020, if you know what I'm saying. But no, the NBA, it, the NBA can never come back until they realize we've got to uh, un- unlock away from China, get away from China, quit doing business with them. So are a lot of other companies. I'm looking at you, Disney. I'm looking at you, Lucasfilm. I'm looking at you, MCU, and so many of you folks in Hollywood, too. Same thing as the NBA. Exact same thing. And what kills me about this and, and I'm just being real. Nike and the NBA are tied in with a country, for lack of a better way of putting, putting it, they hate blacks. Okay? That country hates blacks. And they're black players in the NBA that won't speak out against China. Dude, they don't like you. I mean, they make that obvious. They don't. My God, they had signs up during the whole pandemic. There were literally signs up that said some black people were not allowed in Chinese restaurants. Because they thought black people were carrying the thing more than other people. What does that tell you? But yet, your players that are, care all about social justice won't step up and say anything. And that's because Nike and the NBA have got a gag order on them. Adam Silver, you've got to separate yourself from that country. Or some of us, like me, will never come back. I don't care if the ratings go up another $2 million. They will never go back to being 20 million where they were just four years ago for the finals or five years ago. You'll never get back to that because you can see a blatant correlation between the relationship in China increasing and people's caring about basketball in America going down. 
Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. If you're listening to us on podcasts, hit subscribe. If you're new to black and white sports, hit subscribe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Oh, we have a massive update on this Maria Taylor situation. It seems she has been offered a contract from the Marxist ESPN of China. That's right. Well, it just so happens, said contract, remember when she wanted Stephen A. Smith money? Yeah, and Mike Greenberg money? Yeah. Well, guess what? She didn't get offered that, not nearly that, by ESPN. And it's hilarious, frankly. And there is a chance she may not even finish the NBA Finals. Very quickly, I am wearing our original, the Media is the Real Virus t-shirt, our best-selling t-shirt ever. You can grab it out of our merch store. We've got a fat 25% off through tomorrow on anything in our merch store. Use promo code Jamel Sucks number one. Jamel S-U-X, the number one, all together for a big 25% off in honor of Sorry Ash Jamel Hill. Let's do it. New York Post, Andrew Marshan. ESPN's $3 million offer to Maria Taylor may not let her finish the NBA Finals. Somewhere, Stephen A. Smith has got his cowboy hat on. He's smoking his cigarette or his uh, cigar. He is laughing his ass off as if the Cowboys just blew another football game. After her private and insensitive comments were made public, ESPN's Rachel Nichols was dropped from the sidelines to start the NBA Finals broadcast. It is unclear whether host Maria Taylor will finish the league's marquee event. This is despite a lucrative contract offer. Though it isn't Stephen A. Smith money, ESPN has a contract on the table for Taylor in the neighborhood of $3 million per year. The Post has learned the deal is... The deal represents roughly three times more than she is currently making. She's making $1 million a year. Sources said Taylor does have interest from both NBC and Amazon, while CBS, Fox, and TNT are not involved. So you're not going to TNT and then their NBA coverage. Sorry about your luck. Taylor, Taylor's current contract expires in less than two weeks on July 20th which is the date of a potential Game 6 of the NBA Finals. They may not give her a contract. They may not come together for the Game 6 of the Finals if it was to get there. That is disastrous for ESPN and hilarious. If a new agreement isn't reached, it is unclear right now what ESPN and Taylor would do if the Suns-Bucks series extends. Besides hosting the Finals in NBA Countdown, Taylor, 34, is the college football national championship sideline reporter and NC2A women's tournament host. 
the New Deal, nobody watches that, the New Deal would expand her role even further, though the specifics are unknown. During the pandemic, when salaries were beginning to be cut, top talent was being asked to take 15% pay cuts. Yeah, guys, keep in mind the following. Though ESPN is now offering less, the around $3 million per year is still a significant raise in the wake of ESPN pruning salaries. Can you imagine they got rid of Kenny Mayne and Mike Golick and Trey Wingo in hopes of keeping this chick? Stop it, ESPN. They have gone so woke, they are literally losing their minds. Okay, clouding the negotiations is the New York Times article in which Nichols' nearly year-old private comments were made public. In them, Nichols said that ESPN may strip her contractually agreed upon role as host of the finals because ESPN is feeling pressure about its crappy longtime record on diversity in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement. God, what a mess. ESPN executives failed to take any meaningful action over Nichols' comments, which may have been illegally recorded, if anybody's keeping score. And also, Adam Silver is pissed that Nichols is not still doing the NBA Finals and seeing ESPN should have done a better job of working this out. Yeah, you might should have kept it in-house, possibly. Now, I use this analogy. Here is the problem with what Maria Taylor is asking for as money goes. Look, she is no Stephen A. Smith. She's no Mike Greenberg. She's no actual draw to the to the ESPN network. Nobody's tuning in specifically to watch Maria Taylor. They are not. It's not happening. She is not the draw there. You turn turn in the first take. Yeah, you want to see Stephen A. Smith act a idiot on there if you're still watching that crap. But you get the point. He's always been the draw. When you watch Mike and Mike, Mike Greenberg, Mike Golick were the draws. Nobody's tuning in because of Maria Taylor. If Stephen A. Smith is a quarterback, then Maria Taylor's like a, you know, she's a dime back, defensive back in a nickel package, okay? I mean, stop it. Stop it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. This is absolutely hilarious, though. They didn't offer her quite $3 million, it sounds like. And she may actually not be able to finish the NBA Finals after they stripped Rachel Nichols of the gig. So what happens? Does Rachel Nichols get the gig back if Maria Taylor leaves the network? ESPN is a dumpster fire, and I am so glad I'm here to see it absolutely burn to the ground. You go woke, you look like an idiot. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere. Quality podcasts are available Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Oh, my goodness. Jamel Hill. Yeah, that Jamel Hill has been out running her mouth. It seems yesterday she was on the Dan Lebitard podcast. That's right. You know that podcast that Dan Lebitard has put together with John Cocaine Cowboy Skipper over there on their new podcasting network? Well, of course, they had to have Jamel Hill on. In fact, I think Jamel Hill may be kind of working with Dan Lebitard. Jesus, there's that's a perfect team-up. A perfect team-up. Well, as you can expect, and this is the same lunatic, by the way, that called Joe Man- Manchin a, uh, a white supremacist, a Democrat, by the way. He's a Democrat. Called him a white supremacist a couple of weeks ago. Hell, that shouldn't surprise me. They called John Matrix a white supremacist all the time, and he's black. Oh, God. Jason Whitlock the other day said about Jamel Hill, has she done any real journalism? Really? Ever? Ever? All she do- all she has ever done is played the race card to get where she needs to go. Maria Taylor's running that playbook perfectly. Uh, by the way, Jamel Hill um, once had Woke Center. She was, along with Michael Smith, they were the Sports Center 6 p.m. team up whenever it was, six, seven years ago when Colin Kaepernick happened, John Skipper said, oh, I'm going to put them on 6 o'clock Sports Center, And it had like the worst ratings in the history of Sports Center, And they had to take them off the air because nobody wanted to hear about their woke bullshit. Well, as you can imagine, look, Jamel Hill's career hasn't been real good. Hasn't been real good since she left ESPN. It hasn't. She was on Vice. I mean, who the hell's watching Vice, really? Uh, so, I think she did land a podcast deal. But, you know, these podcast networks will pay up even for straight trash, homie. That's a fact. And let's be honest, if there is some wokeness involved, these people can find sponsorships. We know how that works. Gwen Berry just landed a sponsorship. Very quickly, I am wearing our Defund the Athletes Robo Letters shirt, old school, kicking it old school today. I love this shirt. It's awesome. And for today only, that's right, today only. You know what? The next two days, I'll give you 25% off this or anything else in the merch store. Promo code Jamel Sucks one Jamel, S-U-X, and the number one all together will get you 25% off this shirt or anything else in our merch store. And guess what? Jamel Hill has decided to attack Clay Travis. Jamel Hill calls Clay Travis an idiot. Imagine that. And her own shortcomings, of course, she's going to blame on somebody else. This ESPN drama is intense. This is from Bobby Burak over at OutKick. It's costing people jobs, probably getting some people paid, getting other people's labeled racist, and making a lot of people laugh. Yeah, it's kind of like the perfect woke implosion going on at ESPN. It's so funny because they brought all of this on themselves, and now they have an absolute dumpster fire. When the Marxist NBA of China's commissioner, testicular-less commissioner, starts calling you out, You've got yourself a complete dumpster fire rolling downhill on a tire fire. The story goes beyond just Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols with the likes of Jalen Rose's daughter 
and Clay Travis now involved. Wait, Clay Travis? Yeah. Jamel Hill continues to inject herself into the story by claiming ESPN likes black faces but not black voices. Okay. The same network that had Harry Edwards commercials running every single commercial during Monday Night Football last year. And because of terrible racism at the network, (laughs) Hill says the idiot Clay Travis ruined her show before it got canceled. There we go. I can't take any self-responsibility. I got to blame race and Clay Travis. Thinking about my situation, they, ESPN, were reacting to a moment then, Hill said on the Dan Lebitard show. That moment said people didn't want to hear any political talk, any racial talk, any social justice talk. Not that that was something Mike and I were doing every day on Sports Center. We weren't. Really? Because I remember the show was pretty damn woke and it got canceled because people didn't want to hear politics in their sports. They let a false narrative persist about our show that people ran away. Hill goes on. They let the idiots in the room control the conversation. People like Clay Travis. They allowed those people to direct their course of action. They panicked, and suddenly they were intentional about the things they were doing to our show. They wanted black faces, but they didn't necessarily want black voices. Here's my takeaway. If Clay Travis can dictate decisions on shows, he's doing a poor job of it. Really poor. I mean, why why did it take him until the end of Game of Thrones to complain about the final season? That's right. I complained like three episodes in. And if he really had the power to make those changes, should angry Game of Thrones fans aim to more blame it at him, I would and I will. Hey, Clay, are you really sitting back and let the NBA countdown continue down this path. Yeah. So, anyway, he says, I'm curious about the people like Clay Travis part. Who else does that include, in fact, at this rate, who could be thrown into the burning fire next? Tom Hanks. He's always in the news. Don Jr. CNN told me he was the devil. Outkicks Joe Kinsey. If so, at least... Keep the mean tweets down while the man mows the lawn. And anyway, please don't call Clay Travis an idiot publicly. His DMs are open for a reason. Slide up into Clay Travis's DMs. <laughs> Shit. But hey, this is what these people do. They're lunatics. Everything with Jamel Hill is about race. She has tweeted out some of the most wildly absurd BS I mean, every the bullshit that comes out of her mouth is astoundingly awful. By the way, she didn't get run off for that. What I heard is she got run off because she decided to tweet at Trump or the president or whoever was the president. I think it was Trump. She went after Trump, and ESPN received backlash for it, and her ass got run off. Plain and simple. She attacked the president. Okay? And the network didn't like that, and they let her ass... They let her ass go over it. It is what it is, which is shocking. Now, looking back, that ESPN would have made a decision about that. But this was way, way, way early back in the day. Okay? So, um, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with her actual Woke Center show. But again, like Whitlock said, what is Jamel's Hill's contribution to sports writing actually been? I want you to think about that. Stephen A. Smith, for all of his wokeness, 
At least there was a time Stephen A. Smith was a good journalist. Skip Bayless is crazier than a shithouse rat. But at one time, for the Dallas Morning News and out in San Fran and all these different places, he was a good journalist. Dan Lebetard. He's a total and complete lunatic. He's a man with a Cuban family background that supports the communist Colin Kaepernick. Okay? Dan's lost his ever-loving mind. But at one time, Dan was a good journalist with that Miami Hurricane shit way back in the 90s. He did a phenomenal job. A great journalist. What is Jamel Hill's contribution to sports journalism. Think about it. She has none. All she does is play the race card to try to continue to get employment. And look, as long as there's woke motherfuckers out there willing to give her a a, a podcast deal for whatever it was, a, an absurd amount of money, to pay somebody like Jamel Hill, look, you would have thought some of these podcasting networks would get the hint after the absolute shit fest that given Bomani Jones what caused ESPN because nobody is listening to his podcast for Christ's sakes. Good God. And look, I'm going to blame everything on Clay Travis. <laughs> Sorry, Clay. <laughs> I got stung by a wasp two days ago and had an allergic reaction. I blame Clay Travis for that shit. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.